people keep moving the microphone closer to my face. It's now inside my mouth. Can we just turn up its sensitivity? Is that possible? <laughs> I, I, I already did. But... Not how it works, Jay. <laughs> Gotta eat the microphone. Uh, sometimes you have to eat the microphone. <laughs> okay. All right. We can do it. We can do this. There will be no laughing during... Okay. You guys, settle down. Oh, I kind of have to sneeze. <laughs> just send Alex out of the room. We don't need him now. Hang on, this sneeze is going to be hilarious. <laughs> okay, false alarm. Go ahead. <laughs> This is the Stack Exchange Podcast, episode number 57, recorded Friday, April 11th, 2014, at Stack Exchange headquarters in New York City, New York, home to 8 million people and a lot of gray squirrels. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Heartbleed Bug, a serious vulnerability in the OpenSSL cryptography library. The Heartbleed Bug would like to remind you to change your mother's maiden name as soon as possible. On the show today, <laughs> VP of Community, Jay Hanlon, VP of Engineering, David Fullerton, and I'm your host, Joel Spolsky. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. Change your mother's maiden name? My mother's maiden name is also my middle name, so it's, I'm always a little stressed it's going to be crackable. Uh, that's problematic. Yeah, yeah. You could have two security questions with the same answer. <laughs> I could. I could. There's always going to be some stupid website for a bank or something that tells you that is not allowed. You must answer these questions, but you may not use the same answer for two of your security questions. I've gotten very clever. I don't use that anymore because I recognize the threat, so I just use password as my yeah. password. Okay, that uh, pretty much solves that. Do you use an O instead of the letter O? Instead of my mother's maiden name, o. which is also my middle name. No, I mean use the digit zero instead of the letter O in password, and that'll pretty much fix it. That's actually pretty good, because in yeah, the Heartbleed the book, chances. if they'd gotten access to memory and all it said was password, they'd never think that was your actual password. No, they wouldn't be able to type Unless it you actually had substituted with the zero, in which case... Right, that's why it'd be better to just use yeah. the plain word. Oh. Okay. Okay. Is this a podcast or what? This is a podcast. We've got all kinds of things which, to talk sorry, about. Which podcast number? 57. Alex is doing something very important with that Did you notice that the world changed now? <laughs> producer Alex doesn't even know what podcast number it is, but you know, I do. Alex is significantly worse at being producer since he was fired as producer. I, yeah. I, it seems I don't possible. know why we keep having him back. To be clear, I'm only here on a temporary basis replacing Abby No Relation Miller, who is stuck on a train. Then he'll go back to pawing through garbage cans for bottles <laughs> and cans that he can turn in for the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. No, okay. We have lots to talk about. Oh, no. Oh, no. We have I, site milestones. Jay says we have lots can, of to talk about. I start to... <laughs> can, yeah. can we talk about site milestones? I'm going to install the 2048 site game. Site milestones. We have new... I, I beat the 2048 game. It's like my greatest accomplishment this year. That's true. I can confirm that. Not that he beat it, but that that's Jay's greatest <laughs> yes, accomplishment this like year. That was as, as nice a compliment as it should have been. If somebody told me every time they see two yellow taxis, they expect that they're going to smash into each other and make <laughs> one big orange taxi. <laughs> 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 oh, they might have been playing a, a smidge too long. There, it took me. It took me a long. T I was actually playing completely randomly for many days before I realized there's an actual system that works. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I just it's played up, randomly. Right, up, right, up. Yeah, right, you're, up, you right, basically up. alternate up and right a hundred times both, and then press down. You're both thinking of how to get infinite li thirty lives in Contra. You're you're confused. Can we talk about sites? We can talk about twenty forty eight later, uh, or not sure. at all. Yeah, no, no, no. That was uh, that was enough to twenty forty eight. Okay. So community milestones, we have a couple of new sites that just went to public beta. One is our expats or expatriots site, which is doing really well. They've got over 300 questions in just a couple of weeks, just came out of private beta. Um, and that is obviously for people that are dealing with all of the myriad bureaucratic messes involved with living away from your home country. And so there's obviously different subspecialties that relate to the country you came from, kind of group up in some cases, and the country you're living in group up. 
but it's definitely one of those topics that appears to have people where only experience can find certain types of answers. That's expatriates. They are rocking and rolling. It seems to be a pretty strong community or community. Wait, I'm going to go there now and answer some questions. Whenever I'm checking out a site, I always go to questions and then top voted. And that's me. I like to see what the community finds to be most interesting. So top voted questions as of today on expatriates. Can I lose my U.S. citizenship for accepting employment with a foreign government? Oh, interesting. If you're literally working for a foreign government. And actually, it looks like maybe sometimes you can. How do I deal with Obamacare? How do you spell expatriates? It's like patriots, but you put an X in the front. Actually, X, the word X, E-X. It's not. you got to have the... It's a different word. I-A-T-E-S. David, you sound like someone who can't oh, yeah. even... Doesn't even know how to spell the word patriot. What kind of American are you? I, I've been trying it's to find this website. It's not expatriate as in a person who is no longer patriotic. <laughs> yeah. Patriate. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. It's like the like the head of the Greek church, right? Uh, is the patriarch. Uh, is it like the head? The... It is spelled a little bit like that. Good job, Joel. I think the patriarch is the male head of anything, generally. Yeah. Uh, including the Greek church, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So we also have a site called standardspelling.stackexchange.com where you can look up how to spell expatriates. Do you think we could just register the domain names for patriots, 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 etc.? It's all our domain. Yes, we can have them yeah. redirected. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it is likely that if you spell expatriates, X, and then the word patriot, like Uncle Sam, yeah. it is likely you don't belong on the site. Uh, it's possible, Maybe but right. it's just not terribly likely. I just tried to get in there. And you don't belong. So which questions? You say go, go to questions and then the ones with the most votes? So no, this is just, if you okay. want a snapshot of sort of, US if you're trying to check right. out what a site, not necessarily kind of the hardest stuff on the site, but if you want to get a big picture flavor for a site, especially on a topic you don't think of yourself as a deep expert in, I think if you go to questions and then votes, sort by votes, that often gives you a good snapshot, I think, of sort of the, the flavor of the site. Usually more so on newer sites. On older sites, it actually tends to capture like sites that questions that made it onto reddit or something oh, that's that's fair. Not always a great cross sampling of what the site is about right, so on but, stack overflow that would certainly not be terribly representative but on, on a lot of sites you get a good good picture that way but so things like you know uh how do i build credit history in the u.s it works differently than wherever i'm from or uh you know dealing with tax residency when you're in an eu country but more than six months i guess there's exemptions under six months anyway you can kind of see if you fell into this category, how there could be lots and lots of things that people who have gone through this would be sharing. They have something in common, but you can't easily look a lot of it up. It takes experience. So I think it's a pretty good topic. It seems like it's gelling pretty well. And I think also that overlap with technology, you've got a meaningful number of people who either move to other countries or work in other countries uh, more than in some other fields. So, so far, so good. Bill, you don't want to shut it down yet, right? Good. Our second news site, Mathed. Math. No, it's math educators. We we looked for a really? second at math. Wait, we have like a fifteenth math site of all that week. <laughs> so yeah, let me tell you. This is actually this is. I love stories where I am the idiot. I'm the idiot in this story. I love those stories too. You, but when you tell them, they're mean. It's it doesn't seem to have a lesson. And this was an Area Fifty One proposal for math educators, and the notion was really it's much more specialized to people that are trying to teach students mathematics at various levels. And this was an example of a site where I think we as a team were a little bit doubtful. I personally thought this was a ridiculous scope. It made no sense to me. Too small. Well, it's not even that it was necessarily too small. It may or may not be too small, but whatever size it is, and I don't have a great sense, there's probably a lot of math teachers out there. Whatever size it is, it seemed to me like it would function much, much better yeah. as part of either a math site, because they're mostly talking about how to teach us some mathematical concept that they think is hard to articulate, or there are more clever ways to teach, right. but that is fundamentally about how to explain a math concept, or it would be about just teaching, how to be a good teacher. 
and you know that would do better on an you know an educator's or uh, mm-hmm. a teacher's site, which doesn't exist, but you certainly could imagine existing. And that's not to we say we have a lot of mathematicians though. So yeah. we haven't disproved either of those necessarily. But I think my- just looking at the questions that we have here, though, doesn't it sort of feel like they're going to run out of? Well, I don't know. Questions? And that, the answer could Why be that from a scope perspective, they will wind up being too small. But that's yeah. not obvious. That is not obvious to me yet. What I'd say now is the site has yeah. good engagement. There's a bunch of people who are very genuinely care about getting better at teaching math, educating each other. And I think one thing that is helping is because our other math sites are already so strong, we have a kind of sure. natural adjacent audience. Hey, um, this is our first second level of removal, you know, site maybe where you can sort of see, uh, maybe not first, but. Math is sort of like a second tentpole after programming. Yep, I think that's right. The, the, as you get into math educators, fewer of them are probably programmers, right? right? Well, you could argue a lot of the math people might have some programming background. But anyway, my take is the site is much healthier, much stronger than I thought. I thought we'd be closing this in private beta, and I think they're doing great. It's a strong early public beta. We're really excited about it. Hmm. So if you're a math teacher or want to teach someone math, or uh, that might be it, you should go to mathedicators.stackexchange.com. It is in public beta. What if I just want to complain about my high school math teacher? Uh, that is still the right side for that. They're most likely to see it there. Okay, great. Next up, we have uh, other major site milestone we should mention is our graphic design site got a full design. It is what we call graduated. It has a beautiful, beautiful design. We talked last time about some new site designs. Now that we've ramped up our designer talent pool, poor Jen is not doing everything all by himself anymore. And we've been getting out some of these sites that have been waiting on designs. The graphic design site, I think, is beautiful. It's kind of a simple, lightweight design. Go to graphicdesign.stackexchange.com. This site is doing really well. They're getting probably uh, pushing 50 posts a day, questions and answers. Easily these days hitting 10 to 15 questions every day. One interesting thing I learned over the weekend about this site, you can go on this site and ask them to identify an obscure font you have found. Those questions are on topic here, and it is crazy useful. It's one of those things that is incredibly hard to find yourself if it's not a well-known one. And you can actually go on there and show a picture, and they will uh, usually be able to dig it up, which is super handy. Well, why did you need to identify a font, Jay? Oh, I was making a wildly inappropriate poster for my one-year-old's birthday party, and so I needed to replicate the font from a, a, a movie poster. Which movie? I don't, you know, I don't know that it's so important that we get into exactly what the poster was or what movie it was or anything else that social services might be interested in learning about. Was it Mad Max? So my wife said... Animal House. I have a one-year-old daughter named Maeve. My, my wife decided that for her first birthday party, she wanted to have a ballet party. And I was like, let's not reinforce all these dopey gender stereotypes before she knows what she wants. Let's give her an interview. That's a ger- ge- just the very fact that you think that a ballet party is reinforcing a gender stereotype is a gender stereotype. Yeah, that is an yeah. excellent point. I turned it right around. See, Dara should have thought of that. But her, her take was basically, I have exactly one birthday where Maeve can't say, screw that mom, I want a whatever party. So this one I get to pick. I'm giving her a ballet party. Yeah. And I basically said, eh, and she said, we're doing it. Race cars. Uh, we're doing so a race car party. And so she said, we're having a ballet party. You can make whatever stupid posters like you like to make you want for it. I don't care about that party. <laughs> and that seemed like a fair enough arrangement. So I set off on my own. Dara made her a wonderful ballet party. It looked like Barishnikov exploded in the lounge of our building. It was There was all kinds of ballet and frilly things. And I made a poster that was a perfect replica of the Black Swan poster. But I, I put Maeve's adorable little face in where Natalie Portman's used to be. And it's much more adorable now. But it's also probably That's going creepy. to be the central exhibit in a custody battle someday, which I will surely lose. So yeah. anyway. Well, um, I'm glad that there's only that one. The, the graphic design exhibit. site helped you <laughs> with this 
The point is, if you want to know what font they use in the, you know, if you're trying to do something for your kid and you want to know what font they used in like Last Tango in oh, Paris or something else. You know, that would be something you use jelly for. It's that uh, visual. Uh, oh. Do they use jelly anymore? No. I, I don't, you could ask on jelly. That was a lot of, a lot of jelly was dedicated to that originally. <laughs> using jelly? Who's using jelly and what's it for? Okay. Um, we digress. Graphicdesign.stackexchange.com. You should check it out. It is beautiful. And that concludes our site milestones, our community milestones. I got to stop saying sites. Nasty. So let's move on. Let's talk featured community. So community of the week I wanted to talk about this week, appropriately enough for your uh, sponsor this week, Joel, is InfoSec or Information Security. We actually changed the site name relatively recently. It was called just security, security security.stackexchange.com for some time. There was a lot of debate about where exactly locksmithing questions fit into the site. And so uh, ultimately, the community felt like they should have a more specific name that clarified that it was actually information security. They do touch on sort of physical controls and physical security measures that relate to protecting information. So if you're talking about how to create you know, controlled access within your building to your servers and things that is on topic. But if you're interested in how to make, pick, or defend a lock in and of itself. Suppose uh, you had a horse, you tried to run away, stop the horse from running away. And you feel like really insecure about that. Can someone help you feel better? Is that no, 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 no. I meant that the horse runs away a lot. You want to, oh, you and then maybe... you feel insecure because the horse oh, is I mean, gone. I was just talking about just locking the barn door, essentially. You do it after, oh, wait, is it before? There's no helping Where you. Where would you ask that, about Joel? that? I'm no, almost you, positive you there's cows in that. There's cows in that metaphor. The horses don't in the barn. do we have a pet site? You could think, ask there. Do we have an idiom site? Horses don't live in a barn. Yeah. Sure they do. Yes, the they cows do. lived in yeah. the barn. The metaphor no, also barn, live, but all cows, sorts of animals yeah. Horses barns. live in a barn. You can't lock the barn door after the horses I mean, are out. <laughs> technically, when the Nobody horses are in that. there, you call it a stable, I ah, think. Oh, that sounds right. I, it could be both. You could have a barn with a horse in it. No, you see, you can't we admit I'm right the, about What site do we ask horse about things. this on? You never it, admit I'm right about horse issues. Or English. Is it English well, language? All right, let's move on. This is boring to me. Okay. Now. So, information security InfoSec. is also known as infosec.stackexchange.com, is a pretty cool site, gotten a lot of traffic this week, as you might expect, because of the great work done by our sponsor. The Heartbleak Bug, a serious vulnerability in the OpenSSL cryptography library. A couple of questions worth highlighting there. So how exactly does... Uh... Oh, I totally broke this link. Hang on, let me pull it back up. It's really not infosec. I've been typing that for a while, and it's not going No, no, anywhere. it's security.stackexchange.com. Uh, can we just make a bunch of redirects? No, I guess the trouble is then that's one more... Wait a minute. It's not security.sexchange.com. None of these domain yes, names that you're is. giving you just out. just typed it wrong. You're just bad at spelling. I no, seriously. Just, I just had it go, not worked either. Yeah. We, it's IT security. Yeah. No, we got to redirect from security. No, it's security is the canonical. You're just it? spelling it wrong. Seriously. What am I spelling wrong? <laughs> I think Joel may be right. Oh, wait. Maybe it's down. How can one sack exchange site be down? Yeah, it's down. Though. Is Stack Exchange down in general? No, I just went to Pets. The beta sites are up. Somebody took down our security site. It's probably DNS. We were having DNS problems earlier this morning. I'll go yell at Nick. I mean, no, he, bring he him, should be listening. Bring him right on now. here so, we, so you can yell at him live. <laughs> to be clear, let's I won't see. understand what you're yelling, but. Josh, Kazra, us. Okay, there are no sysadmins listening in the Hangout right now. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hope this is something that's only happening to us internally, not, uh, let me connect to Fog Creek here. It's sort of uncomfortable to be literally talking about the security site and asking if Stack Exchange is down for everyone or just the people at Stack Exchange. Yeah, the no, whole Stack thing Exchange is... is seriously, seriously broken. Not just internally either. It's just DNS. It's, it's like... It's DNS. Oh, 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 oh. It's... 
All right. Well, let's work let's on that for a while. On. <laughs> we can circle back to the featured community either later or, or next week. Or if it never goes up again, we shouldn't talk about it because it's a bad security site. <laughs> Should we switch to new features? David, have you guys, do you have any new features? New features. Yeah, just a couple things to highlight. So we've been talking about the mobile apps for a long time. The iOS app is going to be released shortly after this podcast comes out sometime in the next few weeks probably safe to say six to eight weeks uh, that'll just be for iphone so hooray uh if you want to get access to it earlier you can still sign up for the beta and we're letting in hordes of people right now to test it other features just some small things most people saw april 1st we did uh, uh unicorns actually that was really we wanted to experiment with a potential new feature we thought april 1st was a great opportunity to do that <laughs> unicorns unicorns Overall, Do we ever have a song pretty, for unicorns? Pretty positive feedback. That was going to be the next step. It, it didn't quite make it into the MVP, but uh, yeah. That would give so us something that Bitcoins don't have. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it's all about. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to win against Bitcoin <laughs> by a having song. a catchier song. Just a song at all. You should really. know right now Will Cole is writing a song about Bitcoin, <laughs> so they don't lose this particular fight. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about one or two things in more depth in a little bit, but some smaller things, uh, just some moderation things. We may, we're making a change to one of the least known features of Stack Exchange, or least understood features, which is Community Wiki. Community Wiki. Wow, that is so confusing. Yeah. And the word, like all terminology in the Stack Exchange network, it does not in any way even remotely describe what it does. So the idea behind Community Wiki was, well, what happens if you've got a question and what it really needs is like a, like a long answer. Like you need yeah. to like write a bunch of stuff and do a bunch of research. And the really the best book. way to do that is for a bunch of people to work together on it. Right? An answer. To, like, yeah. to keep track of the list. Oh, I see. Like a, com- like a community of people together. working on a wiki. Right. So it's a wiki that everybody's working together on. So no one person should get credit for it. So if it's right. community wiki, it, it switches over. Right. So the poster doesn't earn rep. And at the bottom, it doesn't just say the original poster's name. It says like the top the top editor yeah. based on who's done the most work. Oh, and it's all not just stuff. the most recent editor? So yes, there's three key differences when a post is oh. made community wiki. So da, da, one, da. one is that the bar to editing is lowered. So instead of needing sort of edit privileges, at, I think it's 2,000 rep to edit without someone else, you know, checking and approving your edit, many more people can edit the post. The second one is the display, as David mentioned. So instead of it basically saying, so-and-so wrote this post and -and so-and-so was the last person to edit, it attempts to display, like, who contributed the most based on some algorithm, which is not all that accurate. And it sometimes shows who had the highest percent and tries to demonstrate a little better kind of the general contributions of everybody. And the third thing is it makes it so that votes on those posts no longer generate rep to the original author. So the the notion... Yeah which we think was kind of broken, and we'll come back to that. And that's actually the real history comes from that, which is that people said, oh, you got, who's going to get the votes from the thing? And you well, got votes because the thing It is- turns out that the most potent thing that it does, as far as most people are concerned, is remove the rep. Yeah. So it does tend to get abused occasionally when people are like, ah, you shouldn't really get credit for this. I want you to not get credit, so let's make a community wiki. Well, there were places, this was born out of kind of, was a real use case, which is there were questions which were, at one point allowed where essentially there were tons and tons of answers, right, that were not hard to come up with, right? So it's a list of, call it the best programming books or all kinds of things where people were contributing lots and lots of answers that were useful, but being the first one to contribute it, A, shouldn't generate you an enormous amount of rep because you got lucky and got in there first. Everybody Mm kind of knows it. And then the other thing was, in many cases, the most useful thing to do with all those answers was to roll them up into one giant list at the top. So the top answer is, here's everything that everyone said in the order they thought was best. And there's this one place that is this great ordered list for you. 
And whatever you think about questions like that, the community wiki model made sense for that, which is everyone should be able to help pull those useful things up to the top. No one should be getting, you know, 200 rep every single day for having been lucky enough to reference, you know, a specific book. And community wiki kind of made that all work. So you could have that question work itself out without it breaking the system in other ways. But part of where I think things got a little bit hinky is we tried to set up ways to recognize those automatically. And so what happened was there were certain types of actions that seemed to be suggestive of that kind of situation where everyone is agreeing to collaborate on something that everyone probably agrees shouldn't generate that much rep. So posts would automatically become community wiki if they hit a few thresholds. So one was if they had more than a certain number of answers in total. So too many answers. If there were 50 answers, it suggested some kind of list that maybe should be community wiki. If you had a certain number of edits by an individual, so if a person edited their own post too many times, and then the third one was if too many people edited the post, all of those would flip it automatically to community wiki. What we realized, and uh, GraceNote did a lot of the work around kind of analyzing this, what's it used for, when's it used right, when's it used wrong, is that basically those were taking actions we want, and they were generating outcomes we often didn't want. In particular, for example, if there were a lot of people editing a post, it seemed a little bit bizarre that sort of when four people edit your post, it's the system working as we want, and you keep getting credit because they were willing to help and make it a little better. And when a fifth person edits your post, you're out. You get no more rep going forward. Your name's often stripped of it. It was a kind of arbitrary line where we were basically too much collaboration meant nobody got credit. And at the end of the day, I think it's better to have a system where perhaps, you know, people are, as always, helping make a post better, and the original poster gets most of the credit. And then the other one where someone was editing themselves, the specific reason that was there was really to prevent what we call kind of bump abuse. If someone was editing it just to get it back on the front page to get more views, you don't really want them to get a lot more rep because they keep jamming it onto the front page. Mm -hmm. But that's a rare case. Most of the time, someone editing a post over and over again is just trying to fix a typo they found, deal with other info they got in comments. And so we shouldn't have this penalty where the majority of people that are legitimately improving their posts all of a sudden do it too many times and stop generating rep. Right. It's a perfect example of exception handling, which is where you go, all right, if that's what's happening, that's where if someone looks at it and goes, oh, this guy's adding trivial edits just to get to the front page, which is a tiny minority, it should kick out to someone and go, hey, let's take a look at it. So anyway, we took away <laughs> all of those automatic triggers. And there are thresholds where at extreme levels, if there's an enormous number of answers or a uh, highly, highly suspicious number of self-edits, it does generate a flag to, to moderators to take a look at. But those numbers are much higher than the old auto-conversions. And now nothing auto-converts, which I think is going to work a lot better. Cool. So there you have it. Complete history of Community Wiki. And then somewhat similarly, we also took a look at, actually, this is sort of the reverse popular questions, basically. Well, Jay can explain this better, but if a question is getting too many not very helpful answers, which tends to happen when something gets, you know, posted to Reddit or posted to Hacker News or something like that, when a lot of people kind of pile in and say, thanks, me too, this is really helpful. Yeah. I mean, their answer is like, oh, I'm also having this problem. Yes. So we have a feature or for you that, guys are all which, a bunch is, of idiots. which is to protect it. And protect it just means we don't accept new answers from new users. From brand new users. Who brand new users, right. Saying. All you have to have is 10 reps. So if you got one upvote anywhere else on the site, you can still post. So it's just protecting a question. It's a pretty low bar. The only change here is that now we're going to start automatically turning that on if we see a lot of bad answers coming in in a short period of time. What's interesting here, I think, is what drove this was a little bit unusual. Shag did a lot of the work in kind of analyzing this. What we were seeing a lot is when you had a question that got a lot of attention, you know, on Reddit, on Hacker News or somewhere and brought a, a whole ton of outsiders to a site, 
part of what happened is that the moderators would struggle a little bit because what they learned was that big influx sometimes, but not always, would result in a whole lot of people posting the wrong way, kind of confusing bad signposts. So as, as you guys mentioned, you know, answers as comments or more likely this happened to me too as an answer all over the place. And then the more it happens, it feeds on itself. So when that is happening, it generates more of it because other people are seeing that and going, oh, I'm supposed to write me too in this box at the bottom. I will do that. And so the mods were struggling a lot with feeling like whenever they saw these big influxes, sometimes before there was much of a problem, they were feeling like they had to protect it. So part of the notion here was to create some heuristics that say if you're starting to generate a large number in a very short period of time of new users posting answers that don't appear to be helpful because they're not getting any votes, it'll automatically protect in that case to give the mods some time to come in, check out what's happening and clean things up without them feeling like they've always got to be watching for this activity and kind of preemptively doing it. So the idea here is that the protection will kick in automatically sometimes, but there's not such a need to sort of, you know, prophylactically stop people from posting because it looks like it's about to go bad. Prophylactically. It will, I, I'm always sad when I use that word around Joel. It will catch the more likely bad situations for you. So that's auto protect popular questions. Is that all our new features? Is that all you've been doing? Well, there's the other things that we're going to talk about oh, yeah, are big, also features. Big but... one. Let's talk user profile next. I'd like to talk about sure. the user profile. So we've been talking about this on Meta for a bit. We've been iterating on this internally for, I I think, seven and a half years, it feels like. But we've been working a ton on an overhaul of the user profile. And I think uh, some interesting stuff coming out, although I think part of what's interesting is, to me at least, what we learned through the process. Our user profile currently, as I think most of our listeners know, has evolved an enormous amount over time, basically, as users, especially our power users, kept saying, I need to access this, I need to find that and continue to ask for both new things, new things they could access and get to from that page, either when looking at themselves or looking at others, as well as sort of things that had to get brought forward, so made more accessible because people needed them more frequently, et cetera. And it's right now a little bit of an amalgam of what people most wanted it to have that didn't necessarily form out of, you know, uh, I think that there's not there's not a, gr- a huge unified version of what it should be, which was okay. It really evolved to kind of be what everybody needed it to be. And when we kind of looked at it, and I think one of the things I, I would say we, I don't want to say did wrong, but it, it wasn't, it was through this process, I realized the way I often think about this type of project was off. As we started with, this page has kind of become a little bit of a mess. It does a lot of really useful things, but it should be better. And I think one thing we, that, that, that hurt at least my thinking in the beginning was coming at it like, how do we make this page better? As opposed to stepping back and saying, if we didn't have this page, what should this page be? What, what am I trying to achieve here? E- either... What are the two big things I want to change, improve, reduce, at least in the delta? So what are the changes I'm trying to make to make it do blank more or do X less? But also, if you just step back and said, what is this page supposed to be? And when we did that, one of the things that we realized as we were talking out, and all of us had different ideas on some level, is it kind of became clear that on some level, the page had two very different sort of primary functions, I think. And eventually, what we realized is that it probably ought to be two pages, that there's sort of two different sort of core needs. And a lot of what it does now is basically, if I am looking for something that usually I did, and I'm trying to dig deep into data I care about regularly, I'm looking for a post I put up, whether it's a question or an answer, or I'm looking for all the you know comments I've gotten that had this characteristic, how do I f- quickly filter to and find some specific thing in my past that I need to r- go back to and touch or look into, etc.? How do I check in on what's been happening with my stuff, my reputation, what's been upvoted, what's happening with my privileges, things like that. And also people do that for other people, though less so. That, that's one that was much more so for yourself. 
But the second thing that the kind of more normal function of a profile page on other sites, on sites that are a little less about content, is it's kind of how you represent yourself to other people. So when you, and I, I always- Okay. Yes. Sorry. No, please. Short version of that is either you're looking at it or somebody else is looking at it. And Ye there's different things that you might want to see. And that right. You might want to see. Right. And when someone else is looking at it, it becomes, how do I want to present myself to the world? Yeah. Right? As a programmer, generally, it's that yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a little bit more, it's like a baseball card, right? There's a short number of kind of summary things. I think of it more like black clothes that an emo kid might wear. Uh, sh <laughs> sure. Sure. Are there still emo kids? Is that still a, th I, that probably still. A thing. I don't know. It's just like you've got, you know, various interesting piercings. You might have those little piercings in the bottom of your, like under your lips right here. Like you have a one little thing here and one little thing here, you know, on either side. Fangs. Uh -huh. Is that what they're called? I don't think they're called fangs. No. They're like little holes in your, not even lip, below your lip, like in your chin. They're little holes in your chin. Right. And what they represent is holes in your soul. <laughs> and, also, <laughs> and also, if you drink, like stuff dribbles out of them. So going to lose our emo audience. He's the worst. I'm sorry. Trying to bring them back. What are we talking about anyway? Profile page. Profile page. Okay. Got two versions of the profile page. But so what we realized was when you're looking at someone else or when someone thinks yeah. about what, how they want to represent themselves to other sure. people, right? When you put up a profile on most sites, it's just what I want other people to see. And you never really look at it yourself unless you're editing it. It's a different thing. And that needed to be a little bit of a better summary, I think, and perhaps less functional at helping you find every specific thing you're looking for. While the use case where you're looking deep into your own stuff, you're a power user, you're filtering for a specific thing. It's just a different thing. Yeah. So that was the theory. In practice, what this actually turned into is we spent about the last six to eight weeks arguing about different visualizations for badges. So we actually, <laughs> we've really probably been through, I want to say at least, at least 20 different visualizations this is all, for badges. So we're doing, you can see this all on meta, right? Like if I go to meta Stack Overflow, there will you be You can see one example this. of it on meta. Okay where users already didn't like what was then our best yet attempt at a badge visualization, which prompted us to go back and spend another four weeks trying to come up with a better badge visualization. That's really most of what we've been working on. Okay. Well, I, I think to be fair... Two versions, skinny jeans, black clothes, weird piercings, badge visualizations. Got it. Got it. I think I understand what you we might, were just talking about. It actually seems possible you might. Yeah, do we have uh, any listeners left? We have listeners left. But anyway, so the new profile page that other people see, sort of that, yeah. how do I want to present myself, the baseball card one, I think we're going to see uh, probably close to within a week or so when this podcast goes out. We will at least have another update on Meta, but probably be doing some testing on Meta uh, of the page itself, we hope. But it really has, that one's been distilled a I little bit. This story has like no payoff at the end. What do you mean? There's a there's a there's gonna be a beautiful profile page you can go check out. No, no, but not in this story. <laughs> it's like in three I, weeks. No, I'll describe the whole we thing might. to you. I'll go I'll go section by section. So on the upper left hand side, uh -oh, wait, imagine. Wait, wait. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> there's a picture. It's just like the picture you have now. It's a, it's a little bigger. Stop! It's a stop! Little... Make the pain stop. Okay. Next, look for the new profile page yes. coming soon to a meta site near you. Did they change something about the football goalposts? The f what are they higher now? Football goalposts. Did they is not add a, five feet to them or something? Is this a joke about moving the goalposts? No, no. I think that I'm just trying to change the subject. <laughs> sports <laughs> ball? <with> sports? <laughs> yeah, really? You did. Really? Sports? I think about. there was some basketball going on recently. <sighs> I'm going to make my own list of subjects for the next talk. <laughs> okay. We haven't changed anything yet, actually. Well, we. I think the... Let's forget We're the profile page because you, you're made. Not, Every you're not conceivable let us badge visualization you could ever imagine. That, that, that is true. We have done. <laughs> that is or at least thought of. There was literally at one point 
proposed this idea that it would be visualized as like a car. A and car. So, like when you don't have very many badges, you've yeah. got, like, you know, like a crappy car, like a Honda oh, great. Civic. Like a Yugo. Okay. Like a Yugo. I think it's offensive to Yugos. I, that's why I said a Honda Civic, because that's what, what is I, a Yugo? And then Yugo? as you get. Wait, what is Yugo? Wait, 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 wait. Yugo Jay, was like Yugo? this super, it was like the super budget, terrible car in like the mid to late 80s. Yeah. That you could buy for like. I don't know. Back then, it was probably twelve dollars or something. You could, it was super from cheap from the eighties. Yeah, and even then, it was cheap. So yeah, I imagine yeah. nobody really has these anymore. This that might this have been a, a that might not have car. been the right reference for. Okay, this might be like a Dodge Dart, which is like the last Dodge Dart that anybody could still have is so rusted at this point. Because who wants to drive a PT Cruiser? Oh, well, that's just silly. What do you mean? You look like a classy English cab gentleman <laughs> in a PT Cruiser. <laughs> and you don't have very many badges. You're driving like a PT Cruiser. But yeah, then it's you it's just, a, just a little Corolla or something. It's like broken up. Old. It gets upgraded yeah. until you're like driving a spaceship. <laughs> that would be fun. Let's do that instead of hats. I kind of I kind of like that. <laughs> instead of hats next year, maybe we could have like interesting things that you drive. I'm trying to, now I'm envisioning, I feel like we can combine them into somebody driving hats around somehow. Yeah. We're missing, there's something in there. Something there. Also, it has been confirmed that Joel did actually know something about the NFL. Was that the, true? The goalposts actually been really? raised. Yeah. Well, really, the uprights? Five feet. You know how there's the, the goal is shaped like this? It's got these uprights. Yeah. And, and what was cross- happening is that the football was going over both of the oh, uprights no. right oh, okay. and you couldn't see like nobody from any angle could tell whether it was in or out they needed to like they extend didn't actually it. move they needed to make the uprights five feet higher so that there would be that chance that it would be in there so and a slightly higher chance there. that it will like bonk right off the pole yeah and that's always fun when it bonks off and you see so you get to decide whether it's going to bonk in or bonk out and everybody's like right. woohoo you can show the replay like 10 times in yeah, super But that was just happening all the time where like nobody could tell what side the football was on because it went above the entire goalpost situation. That's the worst because then you won't know who scored the goal unit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the goal <laughs> unit. You, you, can't, you cannot imagine how disheartening it is that Joel is willing to talk about football goalposts this long to stop me from talking about the profile I thought, page. I thought makes, where he was going. I never felt so sad. Well, no, you have no news about the football page. Goal. Bring that to me when something has changed. I don't have any changed. news about the football page. You that were just crazy. like, we're like halfway through it. No, we're not. Don't say that. No, we're halfway through the changing of the profile page. Our two product managers just stormed out of the office and quit because you said we're halfway through it. They're not. They're on. I, I'm talking to them about goalposts right now in the chat room. But anyway, yeah. one of the key things we got to is sort of figuring out that Joel doesn't want to talk about the profile page for one more second. Let's talk about something else. Um, we can talk about we... Huskies. Huskies. Yukon? The Yukon Huskies did just win both the men's and the women's Division One tournament. They probably, let me think, Huskies or dogs? They did certainly... you know that, Joel? <laughs> of course. Yeah, they, they can't play ping pong because they're a paddle, so we're probably... Is, uh, that is a perfect connection. They play every sport because they're a college thing? Kazra in the chat room asks, what does David Fullerton even know about UConn? I'll have you know that I... You're from Connecticut. In, I'm from Connecticut, and... Connecticut doesn't have any real sports teams. We just borrow New York's and Boston's. So you have to use your football for the team women's from basketball UConn team, the UConn which Huskies. wins every year and is therefore the biggest sports team in Connecticut. Pretty much. That's my story. There's some hockey, I think. I'm All af- right, let's move on. I'm afraid if I talk, Joel will say more sports things. Should I do the? You've been listening to podcast. Should I do that thing? I, that might 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 be. It might be early. It might be early for that. We're at 48. I see. And and. 
We're gonna have to edit out eighty percent of it. Out. So we don't we don't edit this out just because it's bad. Oh, all the offensive might, things you said. You, it, you, those are funny. Even, it might be that time where we edit it out because it's bad. Okay. <laughs> we, might um, be, we, might, we might be at such a low point in the history of this podcast. That reminds me of our featured community yeah. of the oh, we have tri-weekly community. meeting we have here. We should have, you know, we, what we should have on this what podcast, we, we should have some games. Games. Like, yeah. we could play, like, uh, you yeah. and I could play in the tail and the uh, Go yeah. and describe what's happening to the audience. Something like that. Yeah, it's some some kind of a, like maybe a trivia game and you know, one, somebody say, comes on and asks us trivia moves. questions and we each have to try to guess. Or, we could get somebody to ask us uh, Stack Exchange trivia and see who knows the most. We'll get someone to, we'll write this up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, here, look. Okay, here we go. What site is this question on? I love it. I love it. I'm ready. Okay, you guys, uh, well, actually, we need somebody to do this to us. I'll Alex? find you one. Well, no, I want to guess. No, no, no. I want to guess. You want to guess? Yeah, I want to be one of the guessers. All right, so you three are the guessers and I'll All be right, the- All right, I got it. Oh, I'm a guesser. Learner missing section causing undefined control sequence error. Raspberry Pi. Aeronautics. I mean, aviation. Tech. Alex, did you cheat? No. What's it's tech? tech. Oh, lots of Boom. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Oh, here's a good one. This question is titled, Totally Lost and Frustrated. Totally Lost and Frustrated. <sighs> Programmers. Totally Lost and Frustrated. Physics. Programmers. Physics, Physics guys Programmers. the weirdest. DIY. Gals. Programmers. Math. The correct answer Damn. is math. Oh, that is not All an right. ideal title. Removing that question. That's not. A, that's uh, just regular math. Math overflow or math stack exchange. Math stack exchange. Oh, terrible title. Come on, fix your titles, guys. Go in there and fix them for you. Okay, I got one more. How can I keep a king busy? Oh, oh, oh! Chess. Board games. See, so you both went to board games because that's what we were just talking about. Ah, uh, priming. You're Damn not it. thinking broadly enough. We're here. thinking fast, not slow, or something. Role playing? No, uh, I'm how sorry. Can I, it was one My of our hard questions. Chess. It was a hard question. It questions. is role playing yeah. games. Joel got mm. it on his second try. All right, I've got a good one here. Issues with custom roles in multi-site. Oh wow, WordPress. Mm. Were you looking at the homepage? Good job. No, multi-site. Yeah, oh. give it away. This is a good game. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. This game was invented by Josh. John Erickson posts in chat. Can the wall be melted? Can the wall be melted? Yeah, I actually know it. That's a. That's a. Is this a Pink Floyd? We don't need no <laughs> education. Yeah. Why would you want to melt? We album? don't need no thought control. No, think more pop culture, Joel. Oh, actually, it could be two sites. More pop culture than Pink Floyd? Yeah, it could be one of yes. two sites, actually. But more I'm, current, current pop Joel, culture. Joel doesn't Can watch the wall that be show. Melted? Oh. Uh, wall. It's Game of Thrones. So it's, we have yeah. a Game of Thrones site? No. It's, a, <laughs> it's probably sci-fi, although it yeah. could be TV. All right, I think that's enough. Yeah, we probably yeah. had enough of us playing yeah. trivia. Should we talk about InfoSec? Uh, it's back up. Okay. Can we get on the site now? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, you can get on the site. So one question there that's obviously, not surprisingly, gotten a lot of attention recently. If you actually search for how does Heartbleed uh, work, is what I oh, have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be right on the front page there. Question asked by user Emrakul, how exactly does the OpenSSL TLS Heartbleed exploit work? It's actually been viewed 35,000 times and has one really, really cool answer, which actually, as I was reading today, I added an XKCD comic to because it was basically the exact same explanation visually. Yeah. yeah. But we won't walk through it. I think most people here have heard it, but they've gotten a ton of activity from that. It's one of those sites where I think there's a little bit of accessibility to uh, lay people who are in very specific situations, but is primarily really people for the professional focus in this. But so there's a cool question 
Abby dug up with a ton of upvotes from the pros on the site. Uh, this is question number 52115, asked by user Kaja, CGA. I don't know how to pronounce CJA, I should say. C Charlie Jester Alpha. And this question is, don't understand how my mom's Gmail, I'm going to guess uh, probably someone across the pond, my mom's Gmail account was hacked. Hmm. Um, but it's an interesting situation. The person was familiar with kind of standard phishing techniques and walked through what had happened. And the person asking the question clearly was uh, fairly tech proficient, had pulled you know the relevant IP addresses and all kinds of other things to try to figure out what had happened and share it. It's the, a very comprehensive set of information for the community. And what it turned out essentially was... Because she'd only gotten an email, was what she said. She got an email and opened the email and clicked the link, but mm. had not done anything else. And so when she clicked the link, she didn't fill in any information that the link opened and kind of recognized the whole thing as sketchy. And it turned out what it had done is it had opened multiple browser windows and it opened mm. one that was a very deliberately obvious kind of phishing thing. Mm. And you're like, okay, great, I dodged that. And then it opened another page behind it that simply said you've timed out of your Gmail account. Please log in again. Please log back in. Oh, but so sneaky. you'd already cleared out essentially all of these fishy things you'd seen pop up until you were back to a highly recognizable screen that it made sense for you to be shown. And oh. then apparently she- Jeez, could... now you just scared me because I I, yeah. I typed my Gmail password today. Interesting, but it's a cool, it's a just cool <laughs> CD. You're, you're probably, uh, I- uh... I might've been also attacked by that particular flaky thing. Joe, there's only so many weeks in a row you can explain to people that the emails they received from you are because your email account was hacked <laughs> yet again, and you have no idea who typed all those words. Yes, and you guys are just going to try to edit all my emails out in post-production. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what we have the sysadmins doing to protect us from your emails. <laughs> but anyway, information security has a kind of really interesting questions. If you look at the top-voted ones. You'll see a lot that are pretty accessible to, I think, people who are not in the security industry, but the site is, I think, uh, mostly full of people who deal that with legitimate... That's a pretty interesting question. Yeah, another one? Or that one, you mean? The, yeah. The mom's one? Yeah, it's pretty cool. But there's other ones that talk about sort of there's a little bit of a debate on the efficacy of changing passwords every 90 days where it actually matters, things like that. Cool mm. site, a lot of activity. They're probably averaging, uh, call it 25 to 30 probably questions per day. And it's it's a good bit higher, closer to 50 now since all of the recent excitement. But this is certainly a site with a lot of activity, very viable community and strong information from kind of these types of sort of very specific situation happening to real people they can walk through, but also into much, much more technical kind of back ends. Uh, we need more stuff. of a, you know what? I feel like we need a better brand for some of these sites. What do you mean? The site's got a lion. Yeah, I have to, I think the logo on the site is the like coolest logo like, ever. I, if you had to describe the site to somebody, you'd be like, it's the IT security stack it's exchange the site. It's like site. five minutes before you even finish just saying the name of the site. You know, you want to be like, hey, I just saw this on Florp. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody write that one down. Don't Florp. don't don't bother. Sam has already registered. Sam Random sure has registered Florp.com. Okay, the then they can use Nork. Uh, we try. We went down this road once. We tried. We, uh, we no, tried with too many the gaming site. We gave it a name. We named it Arcade. Arcade with a Q. We spent a lot of time picking that name. That's and it's really uh, it the time. Doesn't seem to have done much for its no yet. And the, uh, I think the challenge there too is if you want a brand to really gel over time, you have to promote that brand you have to market that brand right and the yeah reality, that's what we should do oh, well no we don't do that yeah but i almost think joel that <laughs> once you get to the point where everyone knows that stack exchange are those mm -hmm. sites where they are mostly the each area has full of experts and the right answers right on top Just and everyone knows that security brand, stack exchange right maybe then we want more sites where the sites pick yeah. their own brand identity within stack exchange but i actually think teaching everyone that arcade is the site where the right gaming answers are on top and then From separately 
you know, yeah. Flerp is the site where the information security right on top. It, it's just much harder. It's a very, it's easier, I think, to train everyone that Stack Exchange just works. And it's nope. a good thing we picked such a such a strong brand like Stack Exchange to <laughs> to rally behind. Yeah, there. because all, somebody asked the other day where the Stack Exchange name came from. Oh, the answer is that it is the Stack Overflow Knowledge Exchange. Right. Yeah, that's what I told them. There was this <laughs> idea that what we are is a knowledge exchange. Yep. We still are a knowledge exchange. And then we combined that with Stack Overflow and Knowledge Exchange and got Stack Exchange, which sounds pretty cool. Which was slightly amusing at the time because it sounded like stock exchange. Right. I, I, I still can't say stock exchange. When I say <laughs> stock exchange, it sounds wrong. You're like, <laughs> Joel every morning asks Jared what happened, and Jared starts to say stuff, and Joel goes, was that on the Nikkei stock exchange? <laughs> yes. No. Nikkei it doesn't come up that stock much. Exchange stock, stock exchange doesn't come up. Stock exchange is I start thinking about a place where you exchange your socks. <laughs> <laughs> this has been episode... <laughs> Something. I think that's actually right, stocking exchange. You have gone and wasted another hour of your life listening to Stack Exchange Podcast 57, recorded Friday, April 11th, 2014, Stack Exchange Headquarters. This podcast has been brought to you by the Heartbleed Bug, the world's first buffer overflow bug with a website, a logo, and a marketing department. <laughs> the Heartbleed Bug would like to remind you that all passwords should include both upper and lowercase letters, a number, a special character, emoji, character development, and a plot twist. <laughs> On behalf of Jay Hanlon, David Fulton... Audio editor David Greenlee, producer Alex Miller. I'm Joel Spolsky. Goodbye! Bye. Bye. to David Greenlee that this entire podcast should just be Joel's two sponsor announcements but nothing in between them. Or... Hey, there was some funny stuff. We talked about sysadmins and there DNS was some being down. Stuff. There was some other stuff that was not There's so definitely good. one part that should be cut out. I have to admit that all, all my jokes get edited out. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yeah. We let you have your sponsor jokes. Usually. Most of them. <laughs> We will probably have to edit that out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine why. Jay. I just cannot imagine why. <laughs>